Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. We've established an audio medium where people are scared to talk. Let's all give Nick Saban three fingers. We apologize. This is the Hawk and Crowder Show. Big Lou's like you. He's on meds, too. Sergey Bobomka. Ground beef. Mark Hawkman. That's my top category. I'm you porn. McRib Duncan. So was Argentina close to Germany? <laughs> Meow. Channing Crowder. I set my house on fire at eight years old. That's why I got the butt foot. I know how to barbecue. I like my coals hot. You set yourself up as an idiot, you can be an idiot. Alejandro Solana. Hawk, when you mispronounce something... That is better than sex for me. Sports. If I say a duck and pull a truck, uh-huh. Hug him up. To what? To the truck. Shout out to String Chief. I love it when you call me Big Papa. Throw your hands up in the air if you're a true player. More sports. Man, you 40 years old, Jimmy. Put your meat on the table. Let him know. Where mama at? Boston, we're coming for that ass. The most sports. Who's bigger, Taylor Swift or Pusha T? The Huckman and Crowder extravaganza begins now. Alana, you promised us on this show yesterday that the Heat would play up to their competition. Mm. Huh? That's right. He said to us, because I said, wow, second night of a back-to-back and you got your asses handed to you by the Grizzlies. This doesn't bode well. And what did he tell us, Crowder? He said... You know what this team does. They're going to show up tonight. Did they? Butler's going to show up. They're going to show up. I mean, what a, just what a cluster bleep going on down there right now. Did they or did they not score 100 points? I mean, what, what, what are you guys talking about here? You just You're talking about Boston bar. in the third quarter? <laughs> <laughs> oh, Holy oh. hell. Jason Tatum just hit another three. Holy hell. I mean, listen, I'm not, you know, panic button guy on January 26, but good Lord, man, they got some problems there. And, and, you know, we had even talked about Jimmy Butler, like this is a game where he says, okay, enough nonsense. And it's against Boston and it's on national TV. And yeah, just didn't nothing, nothing happened. what what's happening? I don't know. They don't. Bam is three for seventy nine. <laughs> <laughs> Bro, the offense is ridiculous, and now defense. Would you give up one forty something? The defense was terrible too. That's the most frustrating part a, about last night. There, 
there was a point last night. There were only a few minutes left in the game. I tweeted it. There was a point. The Heat were, if you wanted to live bet them, plus 30 and a half. And they didn't cover that. <laughs> they didn't cover it. They were a live bet plus 30 and a half and at home. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and they were unable to cover that. Salon is bad off. It's bad. Yeah, it's not good. I'm I'm not as upset about yesterday's loss as I was about the Grizzlies' loss, though, or as I was about the Toronto loss or the Atlanta Hawks' loss. Like, yesterday, you're a team that's reeling. Nothing's going right for you. You're trying to work in a brand-new piece to a, a core that clearly isn't connecting anyways, and you just got run over by a team that is the best in the NBA right now. They're 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 in another class right now. The Boston Celtics. Yeah. Oh, I hate to say this. I enjoyed watching Boston play. Like the dominance of their style was stupid. I know Solana and it's anti heat, but just looking at them play, I was like, okay, this is what I'm used to watching with the Heat. There we go. This is what I'm used to watching when the Heat we World. Used top. to watching that because that was a mirage. Like it was, <laughs> I couldn't believe what I was watching. <laughs> Those Celtics were frothing at the mouth. They wanted that game to go six quarters. That Boston would be still playing that game right now if the officials would have let them because. They couldn't have been having more fun out there. <laughs> and they'd had to put another another box on the scoreboard because they had got to 1,000. Yep, they would have reached 1,000. <laughs> anyway, uh, it's also conference championship weekend, and uh, I kind of thought we'd be – I'm no joke here. I kind of thought we'd be headed to Las Vegas as a show after this weekend's games. When it was like game 13 or 14 this season, I was certain – that we were going to be doing shows from Radio Row in Las Vegas because our team was there. Um, And if you guys haven't been paying attention, we're not there, and we will not be heading to Vegas. Crowder will be going there for the pivot. Crowder is in Dallas right now. Crowder and I had a rare, angry flurry of texts at each other (laughs) this morning. He got to Dallas, took a picture of Papa Doe. He said every meal. Right in front of that. You have to tell me this is God sent. I walk out of E5 and directly in front of my gate is a Papa Doe, my favorite restaurant in the world. We ate at that Papa Doe when we were in Dallas. I we know. ate at that airport Papa Doe. And I hope they, they're awake at or open at 7 a.m. because I'm going to eat breakfast there tomorrow if they are. So he's in Dallas. He sends me Papa Doe a picture. He's like every meal. And I, of course, send back, no, Whataburger. You gotta you gotta work in Whataburger. And he's like, no. Now, very rarely do you hear Crowder talk about a restaurant the way that I talk about restaurants. Like I've <laughs> no. but I've got restaurants in every city and for every style of food. Crowder has consistently had one restaurant that he places above all others. And I'm guessing it has something to do with childhood, night out, and it was a, a <laughs> place to go, whatever. But there is something about Papa Doe that speaks to him and he was genuinely excited this morning when there was the papado there it, it there was one in atlanta there was one about five miles from my house right on jimmy carter in 285 but i love crawfish i love seafood i love the cajun you know that 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 new orleans style food and papado which isn't in south florida 
but shuck and dive down off us one is very papa doish but it's by far like i thought about it today because we do you do mount rushmore's and you always wanted to when we were arguing today on text i came to the conclusion that papa do is my favorite restaurant in the world yeah, I could have told you that if you didn't realize it, just by the way that you talk about that restaurant, unlike any other. The only reason that I knew Papado growing up was I used to listen to Sir Mix a lot all the time. And he had a song, Jump On It. It was a remake, Jump On It. But at the end of the song, he's like, Miami, jump on it. And they mentioned something locally. And then when he gets to Dallas, he talks about rounding up the fellas and heading over to Papado. And so I always kind of just knew the name. But then when you and I went to Dallas, you're like, oh, man, Papa Doe. Because we went to the real one, not just the, the airport one. Yeah. And then uh, and it was very good food. But, you know, you're in Dallas. You got to get Whataburger. Well, I do have Whataburger on the way right now. That's my guy right there. You That's know, we my guy. We argue and we come together sooner or later. It's a great thing about this show so uber actually i think it's downstairs at the desk i'll get it during the break so yes so where, where are you at a bonvoy bonvoy no right. this is this through nflpa where am i at hyatt regency mm. yeah this is nice fancy and uh the east west uh shrine game yeah yep and it didn't i'm thinking i'm coming here to do like a player symposium and i that's what i'm coming to do for the nflpa but it didn't click to me that there's a bunch of teenage kids here playing the game and all the coaches are ex-players. So I'm just thinking about I'm walking in, you know, maybe a double wood for this morning on the plane. And I'm just walking in the hotel. I'm about to go to my room. And then I walk in and I say, this is a talk fest. I was downstairs two and a half hours talking to people. It's good though. You'll have some fun. A little Papa Doe talk a little sports. Time of your life. And the old the, another thing about Papa Doe, um, Jesse Armstead, who I've known for years, we're 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 pretty tight. So I'm talking to him and a bunch of other players are walking up and they're trying to make plans for the night. They're like, hey, what you here for? I'm telling them, you know, the symposium at seven. Oh, wow, what are y'all doing later tonight? And everybody's kind of telling, oh man, there's a get together. Oh, my buddy owns this. Every time they ask me, I say, Okay, I'm going to Papa Doe first. <laughs> And after that, I'll call y'all. If y'all want to go to Papa Doe, you're more than welcome. But I, there's there's nothing I'm doing when I get off at 830. I'm going directly to Papa Doe, and you're more than welcome to come. Jesse Armstead, of course, went to University of Miami. He's big as hell. Mm -hmm. He's one of them dudes. I look at him. I'm like, how did we play the same position? You're a, a gigantic human. I went to the East-West Shrine Bowl two years in a row with, oh, big, with big O. Yeah. How was that? Oh, time of my life. <laughs> I think it's going to be better with Jesse Armstead. <laughs> Did he take it to Papa Doe? Nah, it was uh, it was in like St. Petersburg near Tampa when I went those two uh, years. Uh, yeah, I got you. Yeah. you. Guys drive up together? Yeah, we did. What'd you listen oh. to? That's terrible. A lot of lime. <laughs> I got <laughs> playing Miami freestyle. <laughs> I'm taking my daughter to Orlando which is about the same amount of time. I'm thinking about flying and letting her mom <laughs> drive her and her friends. <laughs> I would never want to ride that far with Big O. That is funny, man. All right. Anyway, today on the show, Will Manso is going to join us. We'll talk some Miami heat with him. We can bring up Vic Fangio if we want as well. Lee Sterling will have picks for us for both games on Sunday. And Sean Merriman, lights out. 
Hey. He's going to join us, talk about the games on Sunday. So we will have a better linebacker than usual on the show today. What, what happened again? Sean Merriman will join <laughs> us. Let's get headlines. Start out the program with Alejandro Solana. They're driven by the new Palmetto Ford Truck Supercenter. Why buy your truck at a car store? Palmetto Ford, we know trucks. Gentlemen, rest easy tonight because Jaime Jaquez Jr. has been cleared and he returns to the Miami Heat lineup so? tomorrow. Yes. Oh, that's good. I mean, as silly as that sounds, that's unbelievable news. This entire spiral has happened with him out of the lineup. Coincidence? I don't know. We're going to find out because it's going to be very obvious. The Knicks? At the Knicks, who have won five straight, they blew out the Denver Nuggets last night. They're 8-2 and two in their last 10. That on national TV as well? I think it is. Yeah, it's, uh, this is rivalry week in the uh, NBA. Yeah. Oh, wow. I did not know that. Yeah. Of course, scheduled perfectly for this Miami Heat dumpster fire. But <laughs> <laughs> the Knicks, the Knicks are okay. They're not good, but they're okay. Been balling, man. They made a trade. I tell you, a couple getting Jaime Hawkins Jr. back to me—that's like the difference maker. I don't know why, but that's the difference maker. I think you're hoping more than knowing. It's kind of sad, though. Like it, it really—if—if if he is a difference maker, if, if he comes back and they rally a, a couple wins together, their sket, bro. Their schedule is—it's—it's it's not good when you look at their next couple games. They get the Knicks, then they get the Suns, the Kings, and prior to the All-Star break, two weeks from now, there's a stretch where they play Boston, Milwaukee, Philadelphia. Three games and four nights. Oh, those guys stink. Be the best, you got to beat the best. Right. Well, I thought about this yesterday after we got the show. The surprise that uh, Hacky Lacky Jr. is this much of an impact on the team, is it that much of a surprise if what's the other boys' names? Uh, Home Check and Webb and Yama, they're a big part of their team. They were picks one and two. I'm just – They should be. Those guys saying, should be. If they weren't, then you'd go, what's wrong with those guys? What? what, what where'd they take Hakez? 16? 18. 18. He shouldn't have that much – like. Mm-hmm based just on draft slotting those guys should absolutely affect their team night in and night out and Hawkes shouldn't on the other side of that coin hawk the number one and number two pick affect their team that much pat riley found a guy at 18 that can affect his team that much yeah. i don't know if it's a funky buddha approach to it because Randy was in town, so we were throwing some down. But I really thought about, like, if he is this good and affects the team this much, maybe it's just a great draft pick. It could be. It could be a guy who was selected 18 should have gone two or three. Yeah. Glue guy. I think he's more than a glue guy, though. He is. Like, a glue guy doesn't have much, you know, involvement in the stats. I mean, how how many points is he averaging? In double figures for sure. But you know know what, Crowder? I mean, I love this from you because that means our Jaime Jaquez Jr. Rookie of the Year prop bets could see a little uh, little action. Well, honestly, so if they're terrible without him, Uh he comes back tomorrow and they blow out New York in New York by 20, look out, prop bets. (laughs) 
Look out. So who'd you have? You had uh, Chet Havlicek and Victor who? Chet Holmgren and Webbenbiambia. All right. And Hacky Lacky. Them some three, them young ballers. The Florida Panthers, they're at the Penguins tonight. Chet Holmgren shouldn't even be allowed to be in the Rookie of the Year conversation. Uh, he, it's his second year. Uh, guy didn't play last year, but guess what? Wasn't drafted this year. He was drafted last year. Shouldn't be allowed in the conversation. Hmm. The Panthers are at the Penguins tonight, 7 p.m., and they got back-to-back tomorrow on the road at the Islanders, 7.30. Yep. Canes Hoops, they host Pitt tomorrow, 2.15 at the Watsco Center. All right. Another South Florida trifecta, gentlemen. Heat at Knicks, Panthers at Islanders, Canes Hoops versus Pitt. All right, here's your – I'm scared from the last one. Oh, trust me, I'm – the only thing I bet last night, now this wasn't a legitimate bet. I just took a flyer because you guys were all over Jimmy Butler and now he's going to hit his over. And his over was like 18 and a half. And he ended with 17. But I did a Jimmy Butler alternate line over, over 30 at plus 750. Because the way you guys were talking about how Jimmy Butler is going to make a statement last night, I was like, all right, well, at 30, I'll cash a ticket at plus 750. Butler made a statement last night. Sounded like me after uh, <laughs> a couple of Pollo Tropical rice and beans. <laughs> you know what? Jimmy lost us both money because I actually took that boost. Jimmy Butler and Jason Tatum both mm-hmm. scored 25. Oh, Tatum dropped 26. Jimmy gave us 17. Plus 750. Didn't even play in the fourth quarter. Only took four shot attempts in the second half, all of them in the third. Not good, man. Not good. This I'm betting it, on Luka Doncic moving forward. <laughs> yeah, this team's Luka not good had right a, now. Uh, see, Luka had a fan ejected for uh, saying, like, uh, you're tired. <laughs> like, I forget what he said, but he was like, he, like he just yelling at Luka, you're tired or whatever, and he had the fan ejected. That's ridiculous. He apologized for it yesterday. I paid my money. I can say what I want to to you. He apologized for it yesterday on uh, TNT. Like, he was on the show with uh, Shaq, and uh, and he's like, yeah, I I probably got (laughs) – I think I got a little sensitive. You know who started that? LeBron LeBron. James. Yeah. Mm, mm, mm. The the NBA All-Star voting results were released yesterday on that show – and uh, the starters were named for the East and West. I'll get to that a little bit later. Um, but here's your conference championship schedule. Sunday, Ravens versus Chiefs. Baltimore is now a four-point favorite. Niners versus Lions, 630. San Fran is a seven-point favorite still. You can hear both of those games, AFC and NFC championship games, Sunday right here on 560 WQAM, which is also the place you can hear the Super Bowl. Oh, very exciting. Yeah. When's that? Sunday? The 11th, February 11th. I don't know. <laughs> Is it a week break, that garbage garbage Pro Bowl? Yeah. Your weather from the Demesman and Dover And by the Hall way, firm. did you see the NFL? They named DeMar Hamlin yes. comeback player of the year. I, I won't have enough time in this segment for me to snap about this. I mean, came back from death. Yeah, but damn, the bastard had two tackles. The best I had two tackles. 
and a very bad fake punt. The best. <laughs> Two <laughs> tackles played in. Five of 18 games and had two tackles. I am not lying. I can do that right now at 40 years old. But not if you were dead. I died yesterday. (laughs) This is, it's ridiculous. I got to pull the list up of people that really deserve this. A lot of people were arguing to us. Some people were saying Raheem Mostert. But I don't even like the award. To me, the award's kind of stupid. It's silly. Like, I what are we doing? Was... Like, Tua doesn't deserve comeback player of the year either. Like, he had a mediocre season before. And then he, like, it's a stupid, silly award. You know, somebody gets injured. They miss a season. So, theoretically, Aaron Rodgers next year could win comeback player of the year. The award is dumb. 100%. It's a dumb award. But I just two tackles can't get me. Just I you should he should have to give back an award he won in college. And all you have was two tackles. That's not how awards work. <laughs> <laughs> I, I looked this that up. I was like, this man had two tackles on the season. Crowder, he he, he was dead. I know. It is so funny, though, how it's turned on DeMar Hamlin because all of social media is crushing him for getting this (laughs) award. I'm like, the poor guy was dead and resuscitated. Mm -hmm. He's a national hero. And again, it should be the first responders who are the national heroes. Like, I get it. But he's the representation of that. He's getting crushed on social media today by everyone. Two tackles. He didn't do anything other than I know, get I know. He didn't do anything. No. That's why you can't win an award. Two tackles? Is he on a roster next year? No. I told you guys this. He's a borderline special teams player who makes bad decisions on fake punts. He's- I don't I don't I don't think he is on a roster next year because they had to keep him on the roster this year. I don't think they really wanted to, which is why he really wasn't active. They don't want this on their hands he's probably better suited you know retiring like it was i i mean by by the grace of god he is walking around alive and there's plenty of things he could be doing but i i don't i don't think any team wants to have him out there on a game in game out basis with what happened I don't think it's what with what happened, Hawk. I think it's with his athletic ability and well, that effect too. on the game. That Before too. he died, he was not good at football. He was decent. He was a borderline. He was the 52nd guy on the team, 53rd, whatever it is. He was a borderline roster player, and it's an ex- example of why he wasn't active during games when he didn't have the heart thing happen. It Two tackles it in is a season. Though. The definition of a comeback. Yeah. I mean, it, but it, it is. He mm-hmm. came back from the other side. No, I'm not joking. I mean, that is the definition of a comeback. You know, Most people who cross over the other side do not come, come back. back. It is the rarest of rare birds. My uncle died one time. Did he? Yep. Came back? And he came back, Uncle Bob. Thought it was going to be, yeah. Uh, nope, still dead. <laughs> <laughs> Nope, Uncle Bob. Uncle Bob flatlined in the hospital. They brought him back. 
Will Manso probably listening right now, <laughs> texting me. I'm not going to be able to make it for the appearance <laughs> next segment. Gone a weird direction. I I am I'm, I'm I'm happy he won the award just for the simple fact of there was like this movement on social media weeks after he had died and and come back that he had died on the field and it was all a conspiracy that that the medical team was able to bring him back to life like there was. There was a legitimate movement of conspiracy theorists claiming that yeah, Demar but Hamlin. That for everything now. No, I know, but like to me, it like it, there was people who thought there was a plant. Remember, they were showing videos know, of him walking through the tunnel. I mean, this, is, I mean, this is like so. I I read a, a post on Reddit this morning, and it has a bunch of people saying it's true. Um, Jaime Hawkins Jr. has been out of the lineup because he's actually running the White House. And he had some important stuff to handle there. And when it slows down, I don't know, these conspiracy theorists are wacky. They're the wackiest of the wacky birds. Saquon Barkley. But even him, like to give a guy like that a comeback player of the year award to me is silly. I think the award itself is silly. Yes, it is. But he got injured and then he carried it off. I get it. DeMar Hamlin got injured, which it is. I understand the context and the extreme behind the injury. He was injured just like Saquon. And then Saquon came and carried an offense, and DeMar had two tackles in 18 games. Right, but DeMar Hamlin did have a more serious injury. A little bit more severe. He died. Uncle Bob died. Is he okay now? God rest his soul. Because I'll vote for Uncle Bob. All right. Anything else, Solana? Your weather from the Demesman and Dover law firm. Call them 866 954 more. Your accident attorneys.com. Free consultations 24 7. Partly cloudy. They're on 80 degrees. Tonight, the lows will be in the mid to low 70s. That's your weather. All right. Um,. Will Manso is going to join us in the next segment. Man, you look like with that gold chain out the on your and the black T-shirt, you look like uh, Friday. You look like Chris Tucker. <laughs> like, tuck, exactly will, like Chris. Tucker. Will Manso coming? I'm gonna just tuck mine in. <laughs> Debo joins us next. <laughs> Hide your <Yeah>. chains. <laughs> I'm gonna just tuck mine in. You're listening to the Hawk and Crowder Show. Oh no! Hawk and Crowder. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Baseball is back, and so is MLB.tv. Watch every out-of-market, regular-season game on your favorite streaming devices. Anywhere, anytime, all season long. Follow the action live or on demand. Track four games at once with multi-view mode. And catch up with in-game highlights. Plus, original programs, minor league broadcasts, and local pre- and post-game shows. Go to MLB.tv to start your free trial today. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. Crowder is eating Whataburger. He's in a <laughs> hotel room in Dallas. He's making me very jealous. 
Uber Eats in Whataburger. <laughs> is it as good as I remember? It's delicious. I got one for you. I wish I was there. I'm going to take it out for you, though. I'm going to eat it for you. You got the spicy ketchup? Spicy ketchup, grilled jalapenos, American cheese. You ever been to Whataburger, Solana? I have not. Never been to Whataburger. There is one in Tallahassee, but then pretty much Dallas and West. Very good. I like it better than In-N-Out Burger. Let's find out from Will Manso. (laughs) We actually have to talk heat, though. Will Manso's on the Toyota of Hollywood Hotline. Shop hundreds of Toyotas indoors in one of America's largest showrooms at Toyota of Hollywood on 441 between Hollywood and Sheridan. Will Manso, of course, sports director at Local 10, but you see him on the Heat broadcast on Bally Sports Sun, although last night was a TNT game. So mercifully, <laughs> Will didn't have to suffer through that on TV trying to explain it all away as, <laughs> as Solana has done. <laughs> Um, man, I got a lot to get to. I want to talk about food. I know you're going to Fan Fest tonight for the Marlins. Solana and I are both wearing our Marlins jerseys. But we we have to start with that game last night, Will, because Solana had promised us after the Grizzlies loss that the Heat would play up to their competition last night. And I don't think they did. So I'm curious where you stand on what's going on with the Heat over the last five games. Well, I'll I'll tell you how much I've got the finger on the pulse of the heat is that last night I was doing my live shots for Channel 10 and I ran into Amy Otterberg, my broadcast partner on, you know, Bally's. We both, in our expertise, said, hey, this is the game the heat step up and we see the real heat because they're playing the Celtics and it's prime time and Jimmy time. And man, were we wrong. And I think most heat fans were because I think we expect this team to at some point put on some sort of switch, you know, and. We've seen the inconsistencies of the regular season the last few years, but more often than not, they figure it out. And with a five-game losing streak and getting embarrassed of national TV and you know the trade of Kyle, you're hoping Rozier works out and that things go into rhythm. Last night was disappointing. I mean, there's no way to sugarcoat it. It was not, not at all a good effort, and it, it's just this team is going in the wrong direction. Fortunately, plenty of games left, but they got to start figuring it out. And we're on both sides of the court because usually we don't talk about defense. It's always the offensive side. And I know uh, what Bam was talking about, overpassing and, you know, all that stuff. But, like, what what's going on schematically? Because it's not a different team that much from last year. And we talked about, yeah. I think, last night they scored 110. So that would be three out of the last eight games getting to 100. Yeah, and that, you look, I think big picture, even in the success of the last four years, sometimes we get recency bias where we forget, you know, this feels so much worse than every other year that this has happened. I mean, last year they were 24 and 21 like they are now through 45 games. And trust me, fans were frustrated. People were cursing. People behind the scenes in media were discussing, what's wrong with the Heat? Is Jimmy slowing down? Is, is this, can this team have enough offense to make a run? At times, what's wrong with the defense? So I guess to answer your question is, they get in these funks where they almost lose like their identity of who they are. And it sounds like a stoicism, but he says it all year, you know, for some reason they like things the hard way and they go through these stretches and we're all waiting for the day that the hard days don't turn into the good days because it is frustrating when you're in it right now. Last night, they finally got a little more of a semblance of an offense, though there are still issues to work clearly. And then they give up 143, and the Celtics don't miss any shots. Now, again, Austin, they hit a lot of shots, but a lot of them were open looks, bad rotation on defense, guys, you know, getting guys that shouldn't get wide open looks. So to answer your question, I wish I knew the answer, Channing, because we see it too often with this team where 
one thing looks like it might be turning, and then it goes the other way. And the one thing you count on with the Heat is defense, and we didn't see it last night. So, Will, what part of, of this bad stretch, especially in January, where they're uh, bottom three in the NBA offensively, I, I kind of I look at last night and I just say, you got steamrolled by a great team who had a lot of really good shots. And, uh, I, like, I'm not as frustrated with that loss as I am with some of the other ones. But as a whole, what part of the offensive lapses is most concerning for you? Is it the lack of three-point shooting, which has gone from top of the league in percentage-wise to now <laughs> bottom of the league in January? Is it the fact that the Heat aren't scoring in the restricted area and the paint anymore effectively? Or is it the fact, again, last night, I mean, Jimmy's not getting to the free throw line. Bam's not getting to the free throw line. Like, this no. looks like a totally different offensive team than what worked for them last year in the postseason. I mean, you said a little bit of everything, and it's all accurate. Number one is let's not forget the Heat were one of the worst three-point shooting teams in the league last year, and then they turned it on to the playoffs and made a run. So, you know, they had been much better this year to start the season, one of the better ones, and now they've fallen off in January. It's been an awful month. I think to your point, though, and this is the problem, and people think of this as a criticism, but it really isn't. Jimmy, there's a reason, right, that there's a term called playoff Jimmy, right? Because that means there's a regular season Jimmy. And regular season Jimmy is not the Jimmy that's going to get to the free throw line 15 times every night, that's going to score 30 points a night and take 22 shots and, and, and get to the basket all the time. That's part of Jimmy's kind of ramping up. They don't want him to do that because the reality is if Jimmy is that Jimmy, playoff Jimmy, 60 of the 82 games, sure, your record is better, but you're going to get a worn-down, beat-up Jimmy by the playoffs, and that's not what you want. So what does that mean? You need it from others. And they just haven't been getting it consistently. And I think part of it is the beauty of depth, right, which we've all talked about plenty of times. Spo says this is the deepest team they've had in a while, deeper than last year. They love that. Sometimes that's a curse because you're trying to move so many bodies around and where do they fit? Now you add Rozier, and I think it was a good move, but you've got to get the comfort level there. There are a lot of questions about who is the guy who's going to take over a game? Who's the guy who's going to take the 20 shots and make a lot of shots and, and put the offense in rhythm. It goes back to the comment that I know you guys have discussed from Bam saying sometimes they don't even know, you know, who's going to take the shot. Where do we make the extra pass? Do we make too many passes? There's too much thinking going on on offense and thinking on offense is never a good thing. I mean, you've just got to play your style and the heat aren't doing. And Will, you just said it. You think the, uh, the Terry Rozier addition or the trade was good. Why, why, why do you feel that way? I think, look, Hey, you look at Kyle and what he was doing now. Kyle is really slipped. And, and I'm not in the camp of like, oh, he was an awful trade. It should have never happened. I think in retrospect, making the move for Kyle was the right move. I think in retrospect, he showed plenty of things throughout the process where I think he helped the Heat in big moments. But obviously, this year, there was slippage. This year, for whatever reason, it wasn't working. I think a guy like Rozier that can create, a guy that's become a much better facilitator as time has passed on, is the kind of guy that can mix kind of the conversation we were just having. Sometimes they just need a guy that's not Jimmy to take over a game. And you would think it's Tyler, but I think sometimes too much is put on Tyler's plate. Like you want him to be this guy that every night scores 30-35. And that's a lot to ask for him in a regular season, night in and night out. There has to be someone else. And I think Terry Rozier can be that guy. It certainly wasn't Kyle. Kyle was not going to be that guy anymore that can come out and get you 30 and take over a game. I think Rozier can be, especially during the regular season where they need to kind of start getting back to their style again. So Lana told us that Jaime Hawkins Jr. will be back in the lineup or is cleared to play again. Um, yeah. I know this sounds silly. We even read and asked Ira a couple days ago about, you know, this 
stumble in the road and coincidentally Jaime Jaquez Jr. is not on the court because he's hurt. Is there anything there? Because Ira even kind of poo-pooed it. He's like, if that's the problem with the guys who are making the kind of money that they're making on this team, if the problem is that your number 18 pick from the first round isn't out there, then there's serious issues. See, I disagree. I don't think it would be serious issues. I think it would be kind of the issue of, and this is a much deeper conversation, so I'll make it quick. This is the old, has it's run its course with this core conversation. And Pat Riley hinted at it at State of the Heat in the offseason where he said, hey, we think this core with Jimmy deserves another shot. We'll see what happens. You know, they've been to three Eastern Conference finals, two NBA finals. When a core is together so long, I think sometimes it gets monotonous. Sometimes it gets to like, man, you know, it's the same old, same old. And yeah, you want to turn on the playoffs, but you need something in the regular season to build. I think Jaime is the build. I think Jaime is part of the excitement that for Jaime, this is all the first go around. This is exciting to him. He loves to be in these moments. Don't forget when Jaime got hurt, no player in the NBA was playing more fourth quarter minutes. So you can label him, oh, the 18th pick in the draft, and that's what you're counting on. Well, yeah, they were. Nobody in the NBA, not a single player in the NBA, played more fourth quarter minutes than Jaime until that point he got hurt. That's something. That's not nothing. So I do think he makes a big difference, and part of it is his his smarts, the way he plays the game on offense and defense, and his effort and energy is infectious. I think guys build and, and work off that. Will Manso, Local 10, uh, and Bally Sports Sun. So Crowder's eating Whataburger. Do you like Whataburger? You ever had it? I have. I used to live out. I used to have a place out west in Lake Havasu, but I I was an In and Out guy. Like I like Whataburger. I had no problem with it. But if I had a choice, I would pick In and Out uh, ten out of ten times. Interesting. Mm. In and Out over Whataburger. Mm. What about you, Crowder? In and Out or Whataburger? Ooh, I'm staring at a triple Whataburger right now, so I'm getting pulled in like one direction. Extra salty. I'm not telling you that makes it healthy or whatever, but it damn sure does make it tastier. So <laughs> I that's why I like Whataburger. I think the In and Out fries are a little weak at times too. Yeah, if I fall out my chair, it's high blood pressure. But I'll eat this. Yeah, I mean, you want to clog your arteries quicker? Whataburger is definitely the way to go. I mean, that's that's, I like it. You ever been to Papa Dough? Papa Dough? No, that doesn't ring a bell. What's that? Like a seafood place. It was in Dallas. Delicious Creoles, New Orleans style food. Oh, you got to go, Will. See, oh, I can't. wait, the Will's got a seafood allergy. He told us yes, he tested it on a heat problem. <laughs> yes, but I can't do the, the, the Creole and the, and the New Orleans style as much as I love the smell of it and the taste eventually, but I can't because I can't do shellfish, so I can't do those right. things. Well, I was going to say it will change your life, but it's really going to change your life. Oh, it'll change my life. It'll end next sportscaster of the year. <laughs> this will be our last segment ever. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Will Manso, watch him on Local 10. Uh, you can do uh, live hits from uh, Marlins Fan Fest? Yeah, I'll be out there. You know, we'll see how it is. I'm actually almost there. I'm getting there now. And they start from four. By the way, fans want to go out. It's four to ten. They got a fireworks show at 830. They got players. They got state of the, the Marlins address at five. They got a little bit of a jersey change up. They're going to reveal at 540. But they got some much stuff going on. You're telling me I'm going to have to buy another new jersey? I just got this one at Target for 13 bucks. It's not. Here's the thing. It's I don't want to give it away. But oh, it's, Tell me it's, they're it's adding a, pinstripes because I bought a jersey no, with a, pinstripes, a, which they don't have. It's a, it's a tweet. Well, listen, you bought your jersey at Hialeah, and that's fine because those are the best. But <laughs> okay, the legit jerseys, the, exactly, okay, the legit jerseys is just going to have a little bit of a color tweak in the lettering that they'll reveal at 540. All right. There you wow. go. Will Manso, Local 10. Thank you, Will.
Anytime, guys. We'll talk soon. All right. There you go. Will Manso from Local 10. You're listening to the Hawk and Crowder Show. Google Sting and Tantric Sex. You won't believe what you read. Hawk and Crowder. Baseball is back. And so is MLB.tv. Watch every out-of-market, regular season game on your favorite streaming devices. Anywhere, anytime, all season long. Follow the action live or on demand. Track four games at once with multi-view mode. And catch up with in-game highlights. Plus, original programs, minor league broadcasts, and local pre- and post-game shows. Go to MLB.tv to start your free trial today. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission.